losing streak extends to four. They get annihilated by the Washington Capitals 6-3. And Washington had their own losing streak. They had a 16 losing streak, and now that's over. And just a really bad game all around. Ryan Lindgren gets uh, hurt, and it doesn't look good. I, I think that this is probably going to be more of a long-term injury. You know, he manages to to come back sooner than you'd expect, but definitely looked like he hurt his shoulder badly on a hit by TJ Oshie, which there was no penalty for. It should have definitely been a penalty. Uh, you know, definitely bordering uh, on a dirty hit, but, you know, it happens, and Lindgren... When Lindgren has been out, that has been very bad for the Rangers. He was out earlier this season for a little bit. You think about last year in the playoffs when he was out. I mean, those games against Pittsburgh were just brutal. So what does that mean now? And, you know, some transactions happening as well. In the next episode, shortly, I'm going to talk about Vitaly Kravtsov getting traded to Vancouver. And that was a very minimal return the Rangers got, and it just speaks to Kraftsov's value, but they really get nothing back. They get a uh, Will Lockwood, who is someone who is Hartford-bound, and a 2026 seventh-round pick. But again, I'll talk about that in the next episode. Also, the Rangers waive Jake LeCision. This is all being done to probably bring in Patrick Kane, and it's kind of a matter of when, not if. And it seems like that could be happening within the next few days. We'll see. But either way, the Rangers, just a terrible, terrible effort. I mean, the second period was one of the worst periods. Maybe the worst period all season. Really just lack of any sort of motivation or anything. And this was a continuation from the Detroit game. This was worse than the Detroit game, but it kind of, it was a carryover. And the Rangers, they were just there, but they didn't really give a shit as far as I was concerned. And, 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 you know, you don't want to see that. And do I think, like I said last time, I, I do think part of it is with the trade rumors, but that's no excuse. It's no excuse. You, you can't do that. And against the Washington team, it's completely reeling. Uh, they are, they traded away Dimitri Orlov and Garnet Hathaway, and they, they looked inspired. And again, just frustrating on many, many levels. And a lot of players are not playing well. And, you, know, you think about a few things. The Tarasenko-Mikula trade, look, Vladimir Tarasenko needs to to kick it into high gear. He's just, he's kind of floating around out there. You know, it, it's not been a great beginning for, for Vladimir Tarasenko. And this is someone that he is going to need to get it going. He was a minus three today. And so that wasn't good. Keandre Miller is someone that, that comes to mind. Keandre Miller has been playing poorly now for a while. Like, just whether it be just being out of position, a bit of a lack of effort as well on Keandre's part. He has not looked good. And, again, with Lindgren out, it's just, it's problems. Because that puts Ben Harper back into the fold. And that's one thing. But that also means that Mikola is going to be in the top four, potentially playing with Adam Fox. And look, Mikola's had his struggles. I understand the appeal. I, like, he, there is an upside to his game, but he hasn't, he also hasn't been very, if I'm being fair, he hasn't really been very good either. So, again, I know that it's a transition, and I know that the Rangers were playing relatively well, really more so in the, 
towards the end of the winning streak, I felt like some bad habits were creeping in. But overall, I'm not I'm not highly concerned. But the Ryan Linger injury is a problem. Like, no doubt about it. That is a definite issue for the Rangers. And, you know, he was in a sling. His left arm was in a sling after the game. Like, that's not great. Gallant says it's day-to-day. It doesn't mean anything. That doesn't mean a thing. He always says that. He says, we'll find out more tomorrow. Look, this is going to be a multi-week injury at least. At least. And, you know, I've been wrong before on things like this, but that just seems like where it's going. Now, where does that lead in terms of the cap situation? I don't know. It, It might have no effect. It might have a great effect. I really couldn't say right now. We'll have a better idea after this potential Kane trade happens. But, you know, if they put Lindgren on long-term IR, does that open? I mean, I guess that would open up cap space. Will the Rangers do anything? Will they have the ability to do anything? I, I'm not sure. So we'll find that out as, as time moves on. But again, that Lindgren injury, it's one of the biggest ones you could find. It really is. It, it really, really is. Considering that he's not one of your quote-unquote star players, he's one of, he is unfortunately a player that is injury-prone. He just is. That's a style of play. And it happened because Lindgren was relatively healthy this year. Again, I think it was it was when Pasternak hit him. And I think that was really more concussion-related. They, they never said, and maybe it wasn't, but I think it could have been. But now this injury happens. And, and maybe it's a blessing in disguise. We're in late February. Even in a worst-case scenario, he should be back decently before the playoffs. Maybe it, maybe I'm being optimistic on that front, but I, I do think that the timing of it is okay. But the Rangers, they will be in trouble. They will lose games when Ryan Lindgren is not in there. I, I can promise you that. They will lose games, but they're just not playing well in general anyway. So this was bad. Again, that losing streak extends to four. And let's talk about this game. So the Rangers take an early penalty. Not a great call. At 237, good Joe trips Nick Jensen. I understand why it was called and why it looked like it was tripping, but really, Jensen was already on his way down. And so, and again, I have to emphasize again, going 11-7-2 and is not ideal. They've been going 11-4-7 defensemen. That's not an ideal situation. So now I wonder as well this. With Lindgren out, obviously Harper comes in to be that sixth defenseman. Do they have the ability? The Rangers play tomorrow. Will they? I mean, because, look, Patrick Kane's not, I mean... That's not happening, even if somehow the trade does happen. I, I can't imagine that Patrick Kane, I, and I don't think it will happen officially until, you know, after the game. Or either way, Patrick Kane will, it, it would be like a 5% chance that somehow he's in a Ranger uniform for tomorrow's game versus the Kings. So I, I suppose if Lindgren does go on LTIR, then I guess you could call up, let's say, a Brodzinski. Just using him as an example. But, look, there is a real chance tomorrow the Rangers are a player short, which is not ideal at all. So that's just not good. Anyway, back to the game. Guru takes a penalty, and the capital power play strikes TJ Oshie, who scores his 13th goal of the season on a deflection from Gustafsson and Kuznetsov. And the Rangers' uh, special teams was bad. Power play was bad. They scored a 5-on-3 goal in the third period. And, and, the, and the penalty kill has not been really good either. Lately, so Oshi scores that goal, makes one nothing, but the Rangers tied up, and it's what I guess you'd call the fourth line as Goodrow 
scores his 10th goal of the season for Mods. Goodrow's first goal in a while, and it's a deflection goal by Goodrow. So, and we saw we see him score a lot of his goals like that. He is one of the better deflectors on the team. And so that ties it up at one. And then soon thereafter is where Oshi hits Lingren. And Lingren, you know, he, he he's in discomfort. He can't really lift his arm. And just like that, he's out. And, you know, I, I just mentioned all of the negatives about the Lingren injury. So now there's a fight. Goodrow and Oshi, the two goal scorers, fight. And, you know, really, Oshi should have been called for a penalty. I mean, the fact that he wasn't called for anything is is ridiculous. But I digress. So it's 1-1. And, you know, the, the rest of the period, the Rangers, they they have a 5-on-3. A so Tom Wilson's called for interference on Nico Mikul at 8.38. And then Kuznetsov slashes Philip Hill at 9.41. And that could have been spearing. I'm sorry, that, that could have been spearing. And it was just a two-minute minor. That really could have been a major penalty on Kuznetsov. He knew what he was doing. And, 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 you know, that's what it was. So, again, the officiating really shitty in the first. But that has nothing to do with this Ranger result as far as I'm concerned. But, the, yeah, the, they had a five-on-three for a bit. Nothing to show for. And then Mikula, who has taken a lot of penalties since he's been a Ranger, trips Nicholas Obey Kubel at 15.45. But the Rangers do kill that off. It's 1-1 one, one after 1. So the first period, bit of a weird one. But not a terrible one, but you didn't feel good about it, especially because of the lingering injury more than anything. But the second period was an absolute nightmare for the Rangers. They were outscored for nothing in the second period. So, TJ Oshie scores, and, and that's, you know, he, he, he hits Lindgren, and what does he do? He then scores again. His 14th goal of the season from Strom and Gustafson, and really horrendous defense for the Rangers. We've seen it recently uh, in terms of, really, they, they can't stop the transition. They are very soft in letting the other team enter the zone. Like, it's just too easy. It's way too easy. That's been a theme in a lot of these goals, whether it be that or just lack of any sort of, you know, defense in front of the net. So, look, Shesterkin, it's another bad game from Shesterkin, but I can't even blame him in this one. It was the team. It was the team. I actually felt bad for him, and they pulled him after the second period. So, you know, we'll talk about that situation. But 2-1 caps at that point. And then Tom Wilson breaks in all alone, and he scores his fifth goal of the season from Van Riemsdyk and Ovechkin. So it's 3-1 at Washington there. And then you get uh, matching minus to Hedl and Kuznetsov at 10-15. And that was kind of uh, going back to the situation where Hedl was slashed, they called it, from Kuznetsov. And then Sonny Milano gives the Capitals a 4-1 lead, his ninth goal of the season from Kuznetsov and Oshie. This was a goal where just... You know, why don't, you know, they had like three caps in front. Igor did all he could to stop it, and eventually Milano scores. And then at 18-19, Kuznetsov, who was a villain in this game, he eventually gets the first of his two goals in this game in all alone. Just a, a bad play by Lafreniere that, that leads to this. And it's his 10th goal of the season from Obe Kubel and Ferravari. And so it's 5-1 caps going into the third. Again, an absolutely embarrassing second period. In the third, the Rangers, they initially get a power play. Wilson hooks Keandre Miller. Power play doesn't score. Then the Rangers get a five on three. Strom, Dylan Strom trips uh, Vinny Trocek, who was, minus, who, who was a minus four today. 
a rough day for Trocheck. And then at the same time, Tom Wilson gets called for roughing Braden Schneider. So it's a five on three for two minutes, and they do score on this one. It's Criers' 25th goal of the season, a deflection from Fox and Zibanejad. I did think that Darcy Kemper, even though the numbers don't show it, Kemper did play pretty well. He made some pretty good saves. And then at 13:22, Kuznetsov in all alone again against Halak as Yaro Halak comes in and plays in the third period. Kuznetsov scores his second of the night, 11th of the season from Ovechkin and Wilson. And then in the closing moments, less than 30 seconds, the Rangers do score. It's Kako, his 12th goal of the season from Kreider and Zabanajad. And the Rangers lose 6-3. Really could have been worse than that. They, you know, just a, a terrible, terrible game for the Rangers. Four-game losing streak now for them. They're 33-17-9, and, and it's a quick turnaround, and that's probably a good thing. Quick turnaround back at home versus the Kings. And I would expect, and I think they should go with Igor tomorrow. And I think Halak playing the third, I think, signals that. That, that to me, kind of confirms that I think that Igor is back in there. Maybe they don't. Maybe they feel as if Igor needs, you know, some more time off. But I think I'd get him back in. Get that bad taste out of his mouth. You know, the Rangers will then have a couple of days off before another back-to-back. But I think I would probably go Igor. And we'll see. Like I said, with that lineup situation, I don't know. But there's a chance that it could be 11 forward, 6 defensemen. But I, I don't know the situation en- enough. I mean, look, Lindgren could very well be placed on, you know, injured reserve. And, and maybe that could open some things up. But again, it, it's a strange time right now. There's been a lot of transactions, a lot of trade rumors. And it, it's been a rough go of it for the Rangers right now, who are, you know, very likely finding themselves to probably be locked into that three spot, the Metropolitan Division. But still, as I've been saying, still a lot of time left for for things to happen, for better or worse. Again, Rangers, four-game losing streak. They get They get annihilated. In BC, they lose to Washington Capitals 6 3.